Hello, everybody, and welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And joined with me today are the other three random things on my desk. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the bauble. I got this at a random gift shop, and I don't know what to do with it, but I'm too guilty to throw it away. Jared. <laughs> don't even know how to follow that up. All right. Armos checking in. Uh, your favorite warlock that's ever happened. Uh, that's so ever happened. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know it. I believe it. One of my favorite things that I have on my desk is uh, it's a twofer. One, air in the can. Dude, I have the same one. It's great. Let me tell you, being able to get the little crumbs off your desk or, you know what I mean, little hair from dogs or whatever it is, it's great. But then once you want to upgrade, you need to go to the plug-in edition. What you can plug the it hell in. is that? It's called the electric duster. Let me tell you, you plug this puppy in, you, blow your, you can blow your desk off like nobody's business, and you can use it for your computer. This there is the go. best midnight infomercial I've ever so seen. I'm buying your that. Your favorite things on your desk are things that just I, blow air. I just recently cleaned. <laughs> so I just lame. recently cleaned. Jerry, I just Jerry. recently cleaned. Jerry, I don't know how to tell you this. Air is free, bud. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> this guy pays for air, dude. <laughs> but yes, it's uh, wonderful to be able to clean off your desk. And I just recently did it. Uh, it's great. Try it out. Uh, Dan. <laughs> Anyways, I am Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little Minotaur Swarmkeeper Ranger. And uh, if you don't know, uh, I do the ballast song. <laughs> it's called uh, Butterfly Knife. And uh, I just fiddle with this all the time. Those are illegal. Illegal. It's a training knife, actually. So I can't, like, fuck up my fingers, you know? Can you hear you can't it? can't fuck you him up because he actually oh, yeah. only has two left. So. Mm. Yeah, it's super and fun when you do it while we play video games. <laughs> Or record, and you hear or it. Or record, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start doing this while we play. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. We a nightmare. To... Oh, man. Yeah. Alec. Uh, my name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashborn, and um, one of my favorite things on my desk is actually um, this little piece of the Berlin Wall. Uh, that I got while I was in Ger oh, wow. uh, Germany. Fun fact, Jared and I went to TwitchCon EU. Yeah. Um, I think the first year. And yeah, it was in mm -hmm. Berlin. So yeah, it's kind of cool. It's just like a piece of like the wall. Supposedly, right? It could just be spray painted rock that they just totally sell. Um, but supposedly it's like part of the Berlin wall that fell. Um, but it's got memories. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it is true. Even if it's fake, it, it's, it, it was a pretty fun trip. So love that trip. Tony, what do you got? So my desk is always pretty clean and neat. The only thing that I have outside of my computer equipment is whatever I'm procrastinating on doing to the left of me. And this week is actually the, you know, just some that people have lying around. Uh, the entire beginner box set of Pathfinder uh, that I just recently got in the mail with the three core books. Yeah. So let this be a lesson to you, wizards. All right. Because I bought this just in case you were going to try to do pull this shit again. Okay. All right. So, yeah, entire, you know, just casually having the entire box set of Pathfinder. And with that being said, w before we roll for the recap, we're going to go into the rundown. And the rundown is brought to you by me. And 
What I got to run down is, of course, our website, 44pod.com, where you can find a plethora of information, cool merch, and other information on there. Um, it's pretty much our home base for everything D&D 404. And in addition to that, listen, if you've been going to work every day or hanging out, uh, going to school, uh, listening to us while you go to work, you know, ignoring the wife or husband, you know what I'm saying? You've been tuning us in your earbuds and you still haven't dropped a five-star review or whatever platform you're listening to us on, please go ahead and do that. It's free for you and it means absolutely everything to us. It's really a huge help and we thank you for doing it. And if you have done it, thank you. Many kisses and blessings upon you and your family. And now we're going to go ahead and roll for the recap. This is something new we've been doing. Yeah. Um, where I roll a D4, one being me, two being Jared, uh, three being Dan, and four being Alec. And whoever it lands on will give the Wait, recap for last week's episode. I'm oh, I'm sorry. Jared is four. I'm three. Alec is two. And Dan is three. I think I got that part right. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to roll it. Eh? Oh, it fell off. Does it count? Does it count? Does it count? count? It. Wait, hold on. It depends if it's two or not. If it's not two, then it counts. <laughs> Does it count? It fell off. The, it fell off. Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. Don't see it. We're going to re-roll it. It would have been a four. Yeah. It is Dan again. It's three. Yeah. This is fucking karma. This is literally Remember? karma because literally <laughs> I asked, are we changing numbers? And I said, how funny would it be if the three was jinxed and it was somebody else? And you guys were like, no, we're keeping the same numbers. Uh, so then boom, karma, Dan. Enjoy. Boom. Enjoy the recap again. It would have been. It would have been Jared. Damn it. For it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw really it kind of going to be doing this again tonight. Way I oh. saw it go off the the thing. I was like, it's definitely not landing on a number that's not me. I was like, there's no way. Uh, all right, I need to down this Mountain Dew real quick. Last time on DND 404, the Bloodshard Bandits find themselves in a pickle. Gaseous form Armos and Drell jitter through a fissure like two farts in a crack. Minus gets chased down by an oversized tin can with poison stoppers, but takes up powder after sliding down a ledge. Armor Andy over here goes on the hunt while Minus slinks through the shadows from boulder to boulder. One rock, two rock, three rock, boom! Hot diggity dog. A demon came out of nowhere putting Minus in the sticks. These giants trade blows like King Kong versus Godzilla as Armos and Drell run out of gas. In a jiffy, the demon is defeated, leaving behind a massive blood ore vein. Armos tries to smack it silly with his tome, but Drell knocks some sense into him. Things go belly up as the armored atrocity bruises the bandits, and our heroes agree to skedaddle, living to fight another day. Off the hook, these three leave the woods and find Berthy and Sully on the other side. But enough of my gobbledygook. Stick around for a killer diller episode. Bard, cut a rug and lay down that sweet, sweet intro. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Fellas, boyos, you have finally made it out of the hangman woods and you saw a uh, road post sign that said Raven's Rest pointing down a road, the same road you have been following. And not too far ahead of you was a giant holding a giant tree trunk with a small bird man, uh, a Kenku named Berthy, who you remember 
when you first arrived at the town of Husk, pulling a small, sizable handcart filled to the brim with bags and crates broken down, and he is like moving along. So the three of you are on the road. You hear Sully's sweet, sweet tune. No, we don't need to hear it. We don't need to hear it. No. Original singing along. Oh, I love that guy. It's like. <laughs> Help! <laughs> yeah, the three of you are very messed up and <laughs> bleeding, <laughs> wounds, <laughs> out of breath. Uh, speak for yourself. I feel great. <laughs> Minus, why are you yelling at them? <laughs> I look behind us. No armor guy in sight. Oh, oh I guess we're fine. Hey, what's going on? Remember us? We see Sully turn around, almost hitting. Um, Berthy with this giant tree trunk as he has to like duck under it as he turns around. Oh, hey boys, I think it's our old friends over there. And you see Berthy adjust his plague doctor mask. And he zooms in, he goes, oh, oh, I guess it is. Uh, what do you think they're up to out here? Did they, they didn't come out of the woods there, did they, Sully? I don't know, I didn't see out of the way they came. How the hell did you guys get here? What, I thought the only way through was through the forest. What do you mean? We took the road. And he points to the road that's like bending around the hangman woods. It's like comically adjacent to the road that you just came from. And Berthy goes, say, you guys went into the hangman woods? Yeah. Uh, why would you go into the woods? We had things to do, business to attend to. Important things. <laughs> Do you know anything about some giant knight? Does that ring a bell to you? I mean, everything is a giant knight here. It's always night. Giant moon. Oh my god, I can't talk to him. Uh, a, a giant, a giant knight? No. Um, can't say I've seen a big knight walking around here. It fell. From the sky. <laughs> you guys been in the woods this whole time? Yes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, a long time. I'm surprised you guys made it out of there. Oh, why? You been in there? You know what's in there? Uh, bad news. Sorrow sworn up the wazoo. I don't know what that is, but a giant knight is in there. Fell from the sky. Does it ring a bell? Uh, no. No, it doesn't ring any bells. You should go uh, check it out. Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to go to Raven's Rest. Uh, you know, we got some business. You see nothing fall out of the sky? Tell you, you see a giant knight fall out of the sky? I mean, I thought we talked about this. It's all one giant knight, right? I mean, it's always... What about, always what about flares? Here. Did you see any yeah, flares? The flares that are going up in the sky? Flares? And he looks up and he does see the flares. Says, oh, oh yeah, that's, that's new. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't take this. I walk away. <laughs> Just huh. shaking my head. You guys try to cut through the woods to get to Raven's Rest? Try, I think we succeeded. Yeah, yeah, this doesn't look like trying. This looks like accomplishment. He looks at almost all like scratched up, like his armor is like seeing better days. Uh, Menace, you're like beat up. You're black and blue all over. Like some of your hair is like falling out from like necrotic fog that you've stood in for so long. He goes, uh, yep, one, and gives you a feathery thumbs up <laughs> well you guys hurt or something i mean i think i got something i can spare here he goes through his cart he's like trying to shift through something he goes, you guys need any bandages or anything i think i got something for you if you need yeah yeah what let me see i mean menace yeah you need something i'm good uh, 
Yes. <laughs> I'm bleeding over here. I'm bleeding over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of do like stretching while you know, oh no, I'm good. Alright, I got I think I can spare yeah, I got I got two of these I can spare. He takes up a um a vial that's very rounded shape. It has a cork on top, and the glass is pretty cracked, but none of the liquid is falling out. And it looks like a health potion, but the red, the bright red color that you're used to seeing looks very dark and murky. It looks like there's like some clumps floating around in there. He goes, uh, you know, I balanced this out the best I could, but yeah, it's good. And if, you know, I was going to trade, I have a whole crate of these of trading over at the uh, Raven's Rest Post over there, but I could spare one or two of these if you guys need. You guys seem like good folk. And he hands you a potion. So is this, uh, this will just uh, heal us a bit? That's what it's intended to do, yeah. What do you mean intended? Uh, nothing here works. Is this like the, your, your food? Um, I mean, most of us don't eat in oh Shadowfell. I, I mean, if you need food, I think I got some... I think I got some pumpkin rations in here. And he's like going through his cart again. I, I, I walk away just shaking my head again. Minus is just inspecting it with his magnifying <laughs> glass. Uh. I mean, if potions could expire, this is what you would imagine it as. Right. It's like a little sludgy. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, when in shadow fell, right, Armos? Cheers. Yeah, I mean, come on, Menace. Don't be rude. The guy gave it to you for free. I'm still shaking my head, but kind of peeking out of my side of my eye to see what happens to Menace when he drinks it. Roll me a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, I'm so good at those. Not even worried. Like I'll, I'll even use one of my non-normal dice. Oh man. <laughs> Ten. Roll me three d four plus four. Okay, that's the healing, right? Hopefully. I got uh fourteen. I don't like the way Tony's smiling. Your stomach begins to gurgle, and it's like, like it makes a sound like right before you gotta take a really bad poop, and then, and you heal for that much health. I do burp a little. Uh, oh, oh uh, so felt a little weird, but I feel, oh man, I feel pretty, pretty good. Oh, the necrotic energy's gone. <laughs> a small cloud of skull and crossbones with the skull smiling escapes your mouth very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Armos, you didn't finish yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah come uh, on, Armos, don't be I'm rude. Feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good, actually. So we're, we're just going to hang on oh. to it for a second. Until I, I need to walk this off a little bit more. <laughs> um, wait, you guys are going to wait. Where? What town are you guys going to? Raven's Rest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where is yeah. the bird nap? That's that's the one for us. Uh, how far away is it? Uh, we got we got a trip ahead of us, but it's you know you passed a hump. Oh well, would you mind a uh, few more stragglers with you on the journey? Hey, more the merrier. Okay, just keep your eyes out. Right? Keep your eyes peeled. You never know what's gonna appear on these roads. That's why I got muscle behind me. Wait, you're telling us? You're telling us to keep our eyes peeled? There's fireworks show behind you. Yeah, let's 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 go. Let's keep going. Okay, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely right. Maybe we should just mind. Hey, what we do in Shadowfell is that you mind your business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's this thing? And I'm rummaging through the cart. <laughs> hey, he slaps you with like a paper fan. And it just like appears oh. out of his pocket. Hey, listen. Hey. So we got some business in Raymond's Rest. People travel there because they're able to get, um, you know, they have some services there that you really can't get anywhere else in Shadowfell. You could go there and then the people who run the town will accept some goods or trades. And then you can like mail stuff to the material plane. That's what I do. 
I could mail something to my mom. Uh, yeah. Sick. So like, <laughs> you know, people who like pass here, you know, the fallen, if they if they need to, you know, sometimes like they if their death was unjustified, they like to go there and you know if they decide to help you out with what you got to offer them, then you know you could probably mail a letter, but it doesn't come cheap. It's pretty expensive that service. Well, like a Raven coin. Uh, they'll do a lot for it. They'll they'll mail something for a Raven coin, but uh, they might question where you got it because that stuff is very common. Yeah, remember. You don't want to look too flashy around here. They might catch a whiff. They're kind of like yous. Uh, a lot of them are like yous. Ah, mm. uh, they're shaped like a you. Interesting. All right, well, we're going to keep going. So they start walking <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah, you see Berthy pick up the cart, and he starts walking away with the cart following behind him. As they're walking, Menace is like, you know, I got a hand cart back home. <laughs> oh, yeah? Does it skip every three turns? And you see, like, the wheel. Like, half the wheel in one of them is just, like, broken. So it's only, like, three-fourths of, like, a wheel. So it's like, boom, 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 boom. It's very loud. Oh, his is better. Oh, hey. Hey, almost. That's like a... It's poultry, right? Like, we eat those? Don't we eat those? He points to Berthy. <laughs> like, we've eaten that before, right? Didn't we order, like, a, like a couple of wings? That comes from him, right? I, I shut him up quickly, but I uh, give him give him a nod before uh, Ber Berthy sees it. Mm, and Reginald's, <laughs> like, trying to ask more questions as you shut him up. And the three of you follow Berthy and Sully down the road. Is there anything the three of you would like to do as you are traveling? A long rest. <laughs> a long rest. <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk to them, see if they, I mean, if they want our help getting there, I mean, maybe they'll just stop and wait for us. Do you guys make the trip all at one time? Uh, we usually travel as far as we can. So sometimes Sully needs a break. So we let it, we usually rest for a little bit. Why, what you got in mind? You guys need a rest or something? Yeah. Do you guys mind hanging out for six hours eight hours <laughs> <laughs> uh he like look he, he takes off his plague doctor mask he looks at you and he's like hours mm -hmm. wait, wait mm -hmm. hours and he like looks at the three hours and he looks at sully hours and sully goes he makes like a circle with his fingers time goes, oh oh uh uh well we can relax for a bit but we really shouldn't wait too long um, mm. you know, these roads aren't safe. All right. Let's just push on then. We can rest when we get there, Armos. Hopefully. Better, better <laughs> hope we can. All right. Let's do to do, do do our way to Raven Place. We get, you guys need a snack? I got, I got these, I got these pumpkin rations. Yes. Mm. Yeah, sure. I mean, I could definitely eat. So, of course. You guys do course. have the vegan food, by the way, that... No, man, mate. Does this have any sort of meat in it? Uh, it has uh, just pumpkin that I've been growing in my yard. Oh, I'll stick to these, unfortunately. And I pull out like my part of Minnis's <laughs> vegan food. Uh, yeah, Minnis is munching on some spinach as they go. The three of you continue down the road, and some you feel like some time has passed, but you're never really sure. As always in Shadowfell, you look behind you, and you feel like the forest is miles out of you. You can barely even see the top of the tree line. You've been going up hills and down craggy paths, and the road has been exhausting to a certain point. And as you walk, you feel a chill on your shoulders. The hair on your neck stand up for the three of you. But you don't feel fear. However, you feel more deja vu. Everybody roll me a perception check. Mm. 18. 
15. Seven. As you guys walk, you stop suddenly as it feels drastically weird as you're on this road and you look around, there's nothing of note except things start to briefly come into your purview. Menace with a seven. Now this goes for all uh, for, for you two as well. Menace, you smell fresh air like you're back at home for a minute. Like you smell lush green vegetation, trees, flowers all around you. You don't see anything. Drell, you look around and through the shadowy landscape, there are shimmers with light at the corner of your eye. Kind of like when somebody takes a photograph and you see those squiggly lines evade you at the corner of your eye. You try to look at it and it always keeps going. Yeah. It the corner of your eye, you don't see Shadowfell landscape. You see the material plane around you. You get like these quick visages of like where you are in the material realm. It's very blurry, and as quick as you see them, they disappear. And Armos, on top of those two things, you see a creature <laughs> standing off to your side, short and crouched, with two thin arms placed between its two massive legs on the floor, sitting like a dog. Its shape is something you have not seen before. It looks monstrous and scaly. Its <laughs> body stretches and arcs like a cat. Its head is small, but it has one eye like a cyclops and an elongated jaw hanging ajar. It's staring at you, and when you move, it looks like it's moving with you. What? You see this weird, monstrous, scaly creature. Ah, wait, we have seen this before. Haven't we seen this before? What are you doing as you are standing still observing your surroundings? Does it know that I see it? It's looking at you. It's staring at you. I'm going to continue to act normal until I'm a little closer. What menace and drill? What are you two doing? I think menace is just looking around, just going, hey, you, you guys smell that? Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like my eyes are playing tricks on me. I'm seeing color and like the world, like we're not even in Shadowfell for a second. And then it just like disappears. Say what? And then you guys, as you're like looking around, you also see Sully go, oh, watermelon. Uh... <laughs> okay. Um. Hey, good guy. And I slap him a little bit. <laughs> you good? Merlin. <laughs> Merlin. And he points like somewhere off in like the dead field. Big guy. Big guy slaps, snaps his feather. You're right. Stay with me, bud. You see, Berthy is unaffected. So we continue still, or are we? Yeah, I would. I would assume so. I guess. I guess I'm kind of just still looking around as I'm um, walking. <laughs> you just don't tell us about the creature. I'm waiting for it to move at all. Like if it makes any kind of movement, I'm gonna jump all jump all over it. The three of you move as Berthy snaps Sully out of whatever daze he was in. As quick as it came, the visions go away. Everything returns back to normal. This moment passes. Ah, what a Fuck that thing up if I could have. Uh, Sully, you all right there, bud? I hate when he gets like this. Is this normal? Because what was that? Uh, you know, you guys felt it too. Okay, so that we call it round tethering here. Those who are fallen, there are certain parts of Shadowfell that are like closer to the material plane than others. And sometimes they overlap for a moment and you get to see what's going on in the other side. But like you guys would see that, not us. 
because we're from here. We've never been to your place. So that one-eyed monster that was staring at us, that was just right over there, and I'm kind of pointing to where it was. You see he pulls out a knife shakily. <laughs> the what? It's a plain as day. I saw the thing right there. I thought it was causing all of this. What other things are going to happen on this road that you aren't telling us? A lot of things, but I don't know what you're talking about with one-eyed monster. Well, there are a lot of monsters mm. with one eye. So just those that are born with one eye, just those that have three eyes and lose two of them. Oh, my God. Some that are born with none and get one. Yeah. Why don't you go on a little bit, Ormos? Explain what it looked like. Uh, looked like gargoyle of some sort with one eye, uh, sitting there, staring at us from just up the road. Reginald is just contemplating. <laughs> I've seen a gargoyle before, of course. of course. Of course. If I see it again, I'm shooting before I even try to do anything else. Armos, make me a history check. Yeah, I'm good at that. Armos, is it in your book? And you see Menace is now munching on... A uh, cabbage. Yeah, Armos, why don't you look in that book you have? Uh, 25. I history the shit out of that. And with the help action of your two players, metagaming. You <laughs> <laughs> have a monster book, right, Armos? Yes. You recall <laughs> seeing something similar. A page out of an old ah, monster guide that yes. you got all the way back from a very specific I knew I've seen you before. It's right here. You guys should have told me. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've been doing. And what the book has written down is a loose drawing of what you saw. Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. look like a one-for-one -one copy. What it relates to or seems to you is something called a Nothic. Yeah, there it is. Nothics are created from magical beings, specifically wizards who chase knowledge and then mm. uh, end up yeah, corrupted. Yeah, yeah by that knowledge or tormented by that knowledge or just consumed by it doesn't necessarily mean by dark intentions just something yeah. greater than they're able to understand and then the notes uh go a little bit more in detail that they become obsessed with that knowledge and they may or may not lose sight of previous knowledge not related to that something that's really smart but just hyper fixated on one thing and just knows a lot about that one thing I, sh I share the information with the guys. You flip the book open, you shove it in Minus' face. Yeah, this thing. That's what I saw. It's this, and I pointed over to Drill. Oh, ask 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 them if they've seen anything like this. Show show it to those guys. And as Armos goes to show it to the other guys, I kind of pull Drell aside. I'm like, hey, hey, Drell, you uh, you said you said it was con something consumed by magic and stuff. Do you think you think Armos could turn into one of those? Very possible. Very possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you should probably just not let him hit any sort of ore anymore, just in case. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Uh, okay. Okay. Word. Yeah, Minus, now that you wrote down your name in the book, you could turn into one of those things, too. Oh, wow. Wait. Careful with that. You, too. Well, no, I'm not magical. Wait. <laughs> not magical. You're ripping the pages. Sully lifts ah. his index finger and then, like, turns the page and, like, now there's, like, no. a page completely soaked in uh. giant spit. You're in the book. I magic hand and try to pull it, and I'm just like, uh, uh. <laughs> give it back. Armos and Sully comically tussle with the book. Oh my god! I like to imagine Armos is being like carried in the air, <laughs> holding the book. All right, I'm sure this is all great and wonderful. Can we go? We're in the middle of the road, in the middle of nowhere. I would like to get there sometime this century. Sounds good. Let's keep going. And Armos, you get your book back. Woo. And the three of you continue on your way. More time passes, and the three of you are really starting to feel it. Feel what? Tired. You're starting to push the point. Really? 
so you look back and you feel like you've walked many more miles you're not sure how much time has passed but time has definitely passed for you and your bodies are starting to be tired given the fight you just had and the distance you possibly have walked in shadowfell Fun. if you're going to continue forward you may take an exhaustion point here hey uh hey hey uh dirthy uh <laughs> so how much how much longer do you think till we get to to raven's crest well we're kind of almost there. It's it's still going to take some time, but uh, why you need a break? Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I'm good, but I think Armos and Minus are getting <laughs> kind of tired. So we might, you know, just for them, we might need to, like, take, you know, a, a, a short rest or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Sully, how, how you doing up there, bud? Uh, I could go further, but, uh, you know. I'm good. We can we can take a breather. Sleep. All right. So I think it's settled. Sick. Uh, we're gonna, you know, uh, we're gonna be over here if you guys need us. Uh, and um, I guess is there just anywhere off the side of the road that looks a little bit comfortable? Uh, make me a everybody. Make me a nature check with disadvantage as you try to find something. Would you say a survival check? A survival check would also be good, but at disadvantage here. God, I rolled a net 20 and a 5. I got a 15. Ooh, sucks. I got a 23. Oh, wait. Disadvantage? disadvantage Fuck. Yeah. 14. Okay. Minus, you find something that the five of you could rest at uh, relatively comfortable. It's still somewhat out in the open. It's not very well covered, but nothing around you is as covered. So you're going for efficiency here where you think you could rest and get going without losing, going too far from the road. And the three of you set up camp. Uh, as you guys like try to start a fire or something, Bertie goes, no, no, no smoke. Rest. And then we get going. We don't want to alert anybody to our presence here. Oh, okay. Okay. So the three of you are going to take a short rest here? Question mark? Unless you're good with a short. Uh, are you both of you guys good with a short? I'm fine with a short. But uh, if we're like desperate for a long, it'd be nice to get some spell slots back. Oh, then let's do that since you need a long rest for spell slots. I know Armos doesn't, so <laughs> yeah, we can do a long. Yeah. That works. All right. The three of you decide to take a long rest as Sully just sits down and collapses and falls back. <laughs> Starts snoozing. Berthy uh, stands his card up, leans it down so nothing falls. He's like, okay, good, good, good. Perfect. Okay. And then begins to disrobe completely naked. Uh, hangs all of his stuff. What the fuck? Over on his cart. And when he disrobes, his feathers like like a Pomeranian. Giant feathery fuzzball. And then furls into himself. And you just see this ball of black feathers and this large beak sticking out of it. Just look at that through. Right. Uh, I mean, a little heads up would have been nice. You guys are taking a long rest here. Is there anything specific you would like to do? during the long rest yeah after we nap and kind of get our wits about us i do i do kind of walk over to armos i'm like hey armos drell you come here too uh so what was that name you said back at the cabin blayla what Ooh. was that about you want to like talk about it yeah army you want to <laughs> talk about it i told you my dream i got bullied Feeling vulnerable, he tries to get Drell to share first. Drell, what do you? What were your dreams? Uh, you know, I was just uh, hmm, what was my dream? 
You know, like sometimes how you like have a dream and then you wake up, you can't remember what the dream was about. Am I the only one that remembers my dream? <laughs> uh, Drell finds it a little bit hard to realize or at least talk about him being seen as weak or vulnerable. Um, and you know, he's, you know, it was horrible. You know, I had a gray beard and I was oh all God. shriveled and yeah, oh, it was, no. I was just, I don't like to talk about it. And then I, I guess I continue to kind of just break down everything that the happened. The glutes and, too? Uh, Even the glutes? Menace, oh, menace, no. please. I'm still a sore subject. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I'm so sorry. I can't imagine going through that drill. I I oh my god, you must be... Oh no. <laughs> it's horrible. I don't think anything could have been worse than that. What was your dream about, Armos? <laughs> hey, give me all the details, Armos. I'm here for the tea. Armos starts to give them a little bit more information on what kind of has been happening. <sighs> the dream I had was about my past. The person I used to be. The person always getting the best of bad people and unspeakable demons. Until... Riz Gluck, a toad with devil horns, took away the most important thing from me, my hellhound named Layla. The next vision was me trying to get Layla back by summoning her back. During the summoning, her favorite stuffed toy was in my hand. Once the death settled, no Layla, only Reginald. <laughs> don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. So let me get this straight. The giant toad demon thing you tried to make a deal with to give you more power ended up taking your most prized companion away from you. And then this whole ritual that you tried to bring your dog back to life is what brought you Reginald. Is that right? Well, hey, Armos, if we ever find that big toad, we'll help you beat it up, okay? Minus, write this down. Feeling embarrassed, he... Ask Minus, what was yours? You, you any other details on yours, or is it everything you've already told us? Yeah, so basically, I went out, I stuck out, I was looking for this uh, moonflower, and then uh, I didn't find the moonflower. I was actually tricked by Miranor, and he kind of did uh, that that loogie thing where you like dangle the loogie over your head, and then he spit on me like a jerk. That darn jerk! Why does he always be such a jerk? I'm j I'm sorry. Basically, I got bullied when I was younger. And it was very traumatic. I stare into the distance. That is interesting. Oh, also, I was at the table with uh, my family, and uh, one of my childhood friends was uh, staring up, just kind of screaming and... Screaming? I don't know. Things went crazy. Wait, what is that about? I don't know. It was making this, like, drone noise, and then all of a sudden, they, they all turned into the Hydra that I'm trying to hunt, and then things went black. That's when I woke up and saved your butts. Well, I mean, mine was a little bit while later, but yeah, no, I mean, I, it all, it all, it all looks like it checks out. No, no, it was very, uh, I, uh, Armos, I just found really quick and it was like six seconds and then I found you. It just felt like a long time. <coughs> Is yeah, that right, it's, Sid? It's, it's because we're in the shadow place. You know, time just moves differently here. Yeah, ask, yeah, yeah, ask the yeah, big guy. Yeah. Ask the fallen. <laughs> All right, well, I don't know what we have to do to help you, Armos, but we'll do what we can. How about we, uh, how about we move on? Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, we also just need to, uh, I know the, uh, again, I know I'm just gonna sound like a broken record here, uh, <laughs> but the mounds of blood ore, we really mm -hmm. need to talk this out before you go ahead and start smacking stuff, because since you, you know, made me and Minus write our names in your book, I feel like we kind of get a vote. 
but so that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's it's a okay. protection spell. Yeah, but there's no again, way that could go wrong. Right, goes, they, don't, they don't they don't get a vote. It's not it's not in the clause. They don't they don't they don't get a vote. I feel like we should get a vote because I feel uh, like you know every time that one of these come up, we have to not only deal with whatever's in front of us, but then you know we're dealing with like a kid in a candy shop at the same time and. I feel like if we're going to be on this mission together, then we need to be all be on the same page. Again, I'm not saying it's a for sure no, but we at least need to have a conversation. So let's, you know, worry about the giant robot things in front of us before mm. we tackle that, if you get what I'm saying. Wait, you said that there would be a conversation about the blood shards last time. And there yeah, wasn't. Yeah, but Menace almost died, so we had to oh, leave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good point, good point. <laughs> Armos, look at this. And I show him one of my pages from my, my book. And it's uh-huh. like a really happy picture of Armos and Reginald together, like a portrait I drew of them. And I'm like, this is you normally. Now mm-hmm. look at this. And I bring take his book out and show him the Nothic. This is your brain on blood shards. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I got no. two eyes. Yeah. There's no yeah. way. No, yeah. No, he's right. <laughs> All right, Sully, and I kind of smack him on the thigh. Uh, it's time to get up. I mean, I was never sleeping. I like to pretend I'm sleeping. I try to get a sense of what life used to be. <laughs> so, very interesting okay. well, it's, conversations it's cool. you have. We didn't ask that much. We didn't ask that much. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. You can stop. Okay. So, the three of you get some sleep. Uh, Sully is on watch, pretending to be asleep. Uh, and so is Berthy as the three of you begin to schnooze. You wake up sometime later and Berthy is already geared up, ready to go. And you appear closer to the road than you previously can. You felt like in your sleep sometime you were shifted or moved in some way. But the campsite looks exactly how you left it. But the road just seems closer, which is very odd to you three. Perhaps Shadowfell's playing some more of its tricks on you again. Then you hear, from across the dirt path, a sound of a jingling bell, like a cat's bell. You look over to the side of the road, and there is a tall, thin tent with a purple and white stripe pattern standing at about 15 feet tall. The tent itself looks like a carnival ticket booth. The tent also looks like it's only able to fit one person standing inside of it. As you face the tent, there is an opening in the shape of like a service window. And from what you can see, if you try to look inside, it's pitch black, complete darkness. And you hear from the tent. What are the three of you doing? I don't like the way Tony's fucking smiling right now. Fuck this thing. I don't know what this shit is. <laughs> Whatever. He's smiling ear to ear right now. I'll do it. I'll walk over oh there and see what's up. Oh, my God. All right, so, yeah, I walk over to the booth, and I say, uh, hello? What is it? As you walk over to the booth, Berthy sees the tent uh, and, like, tries to, like, stop you as you are now allured over to the booth. And he, Berthy looks confused but puts on his Plague Doctor mask, almost like he's getting ready for something. Drill, as you walk over, you approach the tent, the darkness is still pitch black. There's no light. You can't even see anything inside of it. But you do see a silhouette, a black silhouette of a humanoid cat 
similar to that of a tabaxi. There are no details. You cannot see any details or defining features other than a slender outline of the tabaxi and a sharp white cat-like grin, sparkling white teeth, and you hear the occasional jingling of a cat's bell, like perhaps this thing is wearing jewelry on it. And in a elderly feminine voice, Welcome. You look like you're in a market for some, well, goods. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I don't, I don't need any mat- matinee movie tickets. Uh, I don't, I don't see even a theater around. <laughs> and I just look behind the, the booth. Well, I'm not selling tickets to any show unless you really want tickets for a show. But I host a very special style of business and accept all forms of currency. I can provide you with any kind of information you seek, perhaps any goods you're in the market for. What do you mean any sort of information? I'll cut to the chase. My time is limited. And just like that, what appears into view, like it's always been there, on like a small counter within the darkness, is a odd-shaped hourglass, green sand slowly falling to the bottom. It looks like the timer just started. I have time to talk to each of you once and grant the request or trade or barter with you once, if you're so inclined. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna start with the obvious question then. Uh, how the heck do we get out of Shadowfell if we want to? There are many ways, but one must forfeit payment for me to answer this question. Okay, so how much is my answer? What are you offering? It's such a cat. That's such a cat answer. What are you gonna give me? I put forth the golden magical fruit, the one last one I have. It's a magical fruit. And I give it, and I put it like in, on the counter. You assume she looks at the fruit. Okay. And then you hear like some movement in the background and a giant cat-like finger, massive, like the size of a truck. He, just the index of a cat's pointer finger peers through the ticket window looks way bigger than what the tent can actually hold inside of it the size of this finger is about the size of sully huge fingertip pushes a tiny gold coin on the counter the fuzzy fingertip melts back into the darkness aim your coin and your question will be answered <laughs> Hurry up, Drell. Okay. <laughs> I want to go next. Yeah, okay. I pick I pick up the yeah. coin. You pick up this coin and it has an outline of a cat wearing lavish jewelry on it with one eye. It looks like a gold coin. And then, like magic, the cat on the coin winks at you and then pfft, a little tiny flash of light. Your mind is filled with information on how to get out of Shadowfell. You know about the Fell Ogburn. You know that there are various spells that wizards can cast. You know that there are portals. And you know that there are, in your location, there are three portals to go in and out that need to be activated. There is the Fell Ogburn that works anywhere, and you need a very specific type of oil to make it that is crafted mm. and created in Shadowfell. And you know that wizards and other magical folk that can realm walk or plane shift go in and out of Shadowfell at will. Okay, well, I mean, that's, I'm taking that as a win because I was either gonna ask how to get out or ask for the oil lantern or the lantern oil. <laughs> so I was I was one for two. So 
okay uh wow uh thank you I, uh, <laughs> and i turn around and i start walking back towards menace and armos and i whisper one of you asked for the oil <laughs> <laughs> all right am i next menace go <laughs> all right move over and as Drell walks away with the coin you see that a bunch of sand drops in the hourglass and it looks one third of the way full all right all right listen okay so how do I get taller? No, wait, wait, wait. Uh, is there a magical potion to make me taller? No, wait. Um, um, uh, where, where, where can I find the best cookies in the world? Wait, no, that's not, uh, hmm. Oh, there's so many questions. Guys, what's your, uh, there's so many questions I could ask. You can ask questions or perhaps for the oil. material <laughs> that you would like. A weapon, some armor. Don't get greedy, Menace. Menace does something very selfish. Oh my God. <laughs> Menace, Menace ponders some more, throwing some random stupid stuff out there like, oh, wait, is is there something that'll make me run faster? Is there something that'll make me jump faster? Can I get a fun, silly hat for Sid? What about Reginald? Can you get him more hay? That kind of stuff. And then he's kind of sitting there pondering, and he thinks back to the dream he had and his dad telling him that he wasn't worth it and that he was never going to be anything and that Miranor was better than him. He goes, where... Tell me where the Crystal Hydra is of the Kambuki Isles. Where does it live? What are you offering, Madame Vizelle? This is going to give up something actually very special to him. I really don't want to give this up, but I feel like it makes sense for the moment. Minis pulls out the cookies he received from his mom in the letter. Minis, please don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Think about what you're doing, Minis. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, listen, these these were made with love. I promise you these are going to be the best cookies you've ever had. And he, a tear rolls down his cheek and he passes the cookies over. You lay the cookies on the counter. I understood, little white. And then a massive cat-like finger slowly pushes a golden cat coin onto the counter. Massive in size. And then takes the cookies with its giant index finger and pulls it back in. A crunch could be heard through the darkness. <laughs> Damn it. It's so stupid, Armos. It's the only thing we could still eat down here. I know. Never got to try it. I, uh, I hesitate for a moment, but then grab the coin. Just like Drells, the coin winks at you, and then psh, you are filled with this information. And there is an exact point on the Kambuki Isles where this massive Hydra is located. However, when you think of the massive Hydra, it is suddenly blurred out of your memory of the exact details of what the Hydra looks like. Nothing is steady or stable. There is no defining characteristics that remain the same longer than a second. It has three heads. No, it has 17 heads. No, it has one head. It looks like no Hydra you've ever seen before. It is at a very specific town in the Kambuki Isles. Town of San Lo. S-A-N-L-O-W. This town of San Lo comes into view with this massive Hydra towering within the city. It's many necks wrapped around tall structures city itself looks primitive but built in glorious ivory white stone the town is mixed in races that you see some people walking around but mostly heavily minotaur 
and the town itself looks like a town that minotaurs would build Ooh, brain blast and as you get this brain blast you zoom out and you can now add a cat coin to your inventory and as you take the coin and sound of eating cookies can be heard through the darkness the hourglass begins to fill as two-thirds of it are now filled Armos, as although you cannot see it, you feel like you're being stared at. God, fine, Armos. I guess just ask for whatever you want, and I just <laughs> I turn around and just walk away. Drell will be the only sensible one. <laughs> There's no doubt in his mind what he wants as he approaches the cart, but what he has to offer is hard to give up. Uh, he approaches Madame Fuzel. <laughs> yes, Red One. Or should I say, Armos? <gasps> you know me? No, that's not my question. <laughs> I know many people. What's my name? Drell of the Ashborn. <laughs> you answered my second question. Get fucked. <laughs> I just, <laughs> but I all of a sudden kind of hide behind slowly. <laughs> How do I locate Riz Gulak? The location of Riz Gulak. What do you have to forfeit? Uh, as I'm reaching in my pocket, and I drop my blood shards. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Drell slow claps from behind Sully. That's impressive for Armos. A wide tooth grin, pearly white cat-like teeth smile through the darkness. Armos, as you are now like at this window, your devil sight has been kicking on and off and you still cannot see what is inside this tent. It's like looking when you look inside with your devil sight, it's like looking through the wrong end of binoculars. Your eyes mm. are tripping out. You feel like you're staring into another realm when you look through this darkness. But this I can do for free. And she takes the bag of blood shards with one giant cat-like finger and she pushes a silver coin to you. Mm. Pick up the coin and just like uh, Minus, just like Minus's and Drell's, it has the outline of a cat that looks like it's smiling, wearing lavish jewelry, and it winks. <laughs> Goes over you. The location of Ritz Gulak is in the city of Stratham, in South Trillis, <clears throat> also known as the Red City. The city that is currently protected and, and also barricaded and fortified against by Aramore City. The Queen of Aramore has that city on lockdown it was a city that fell it was the previous capital of south trillis before the kingdom of aramor became its new capital ritz gulak is in red city next to a man named viral grimgar and almost as you fade out you see the cat-like figure smile one more time as the hourglass fills madame Fazel is very pleased with today's transactions. Till we may meet again on the other side. And then whew, the tent turns 2D and then retracts into the top of, of its point and rolls up like a wet towel, goes into itself, retracts, and then disappears out of thin air. No, the cookies. <laughs> and I run up and try to search the area where it was to see if she left any behind. <laughs> Menace, how could you? Menace doesn't say anything. Menace is just staring at this coin. Eyes wide open. Well, if the three of you are done dealing with devils and other 
demigods, you think we can move now? I don't know. You guys are crazy. And you see Berthy just pick up his tank cart and begins walking down the road and suddenly goes, weird, <laughs> peculiar even, and just <laughs> he follows Berthy. Good job, by the way, on getting that info drill. I think that's going to help us get out of here. Uh, yeah, me out of here. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you guys better not lose sight of me. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess we kind of just follow Berthy along back on the road. Sure and do. I kind of just explain, I guess, as we we're going, um, the knowledge that was passed on to me to Minus and Armos about, like, at least what I know, at least right, like, I guess what I currently remember, because I guess you told me, like, it'll come to me later on. See, only, you know, we have a location. We know how to get out. It's like, if only... He had the material for it and i just don't look at menace but i just keep walking <laughs> so 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 what'd you learn menace what'd you ask him for i know where the hydra is everybody wait it's actually real i mean uh wow no way <laughs> where where is it so it's in this town made of white stone where majestic beasts like myself roam <laughs> me and drow look at each other like like just like you or almost as majestic. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, kick out. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think we kind of just like share the information with each other, like as we like keep walking. Well, we shouldn't be too far now. We just gotta go through this uh, this little valley right over here, and you realize that like while you guys are exchanging information, a lot of time has passed. And you continue on your journey, and the road ahead begins to dip, or do mountains form? Are those cliffs? or hills. Like a blink of an eye, the road you've been following has started to cut through a small valley. The dark, jagged ridges on either side lurk over you as you travel down the dirt path. And then Sully and Berthy stop in the middle of the road. I bump into the back of uh, Sully's Yeah, ow, what the leg. fuck? Why did you guys keep walking? Figure. And he, Sully, like, takes his club and, like, gets it at the ready. Standing 20 feet away from you, revealing itself beyond a dark boulder, is a limping man. Crawling and limping, he stops in the middle of the road. Its limbs are mismatched, and it looks at you like it hasn't eaten in weeks. Standing there naked is a thin man that lifts its head to reveal a large, fish-like face with a wide-open and gaping mouth, and it yells and spits gunk, and it spews oil all over the floor, it flares its arms, revealing massive webbed-like hands and claws, and it sprints at you. And Sully goes, Sorrow Swan. I need everybody to roll me initiative. Oh, we heard about these things back in the... Oh, it's coming towards us, guys. <laughs> Seven. At 20, baby. 15. This Sorrow Swan, the thing you have heard so much about, this decrepit man this with fish-like features looks starving you can see its rib cages and rotting flesh its web-like claws look it starts to make a mad dash towards you starting initiative starting at the top of the round initiative 20 drill what are you doing um so i am going to uh, pull out my axe and as it's getting closer to me i'm gonna kind of make my way towards it and i'm just gonna say Look, man, we don't even have any more cookies, and we've been eating this fucking leaf shit all day. And I'm going to go ahead and just take a swing with my axe and try to hit him. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's another nat 20. Back to back, baby. What? Yep. Uh, that is the worst. Uh, <laughs> 11 damage. <laughs> for at least my first attack. You run up to the Saurus one and the Saurus one does not seem to be slowing down as you just lay your ax into him, slashing across his chest from shoulder to rib. Uh, and then I am going to go ahead and take my second attack and I'm going to attack recklessly with it. And that's a 22, 22 to hit. And that is 14 damage on the second attack. You come up with the second attack as you take your first swing, slice across him. And as soon as you slice down on him with your axe, the wounds instantly heal as you don't feel like you did as much damage as you possibly could. Uh, well, I was just gonna call him a freak and then I was gonna end my turn. Its mouth is like five feet long ajar as it looks like it's ready. It can like swallow the top of your body. The only thing I'm gonna let you eat is a Tic Tac. End of turn. <laughs> We're gonna move to initiative 15 minutes. <laughs> it's time to try out these new puppies. And I pull out my two silver rapiers. And I'm going to just take two regular swings and a bonus attack of my dual wielding. And that's going to be a 16, a 22, and another 16. The first two attacks miss as it starts to get scraggly and it starts moving out of the way. The 22 will hit. My goodness. Whoa, language. <laughs> As it takes 10 piercing damage and five damage from my mark and my little SIDS. The SIDS do not affect it. The mark does not affect it. The silver rapier does full damage. My mark doesn't affect it? It takes 10 points of damage as you slash it with your silver rapier. We're going to move to initiative 10, which is this creature looking at Drell. It's going to ignore Minus's hacks and wail on him. Wait, why aren't you going to hit him? <laughs> a massive webbed claw comes down and strikes with a unnatural 20 to hit. Dealing. You take 22 points of slashing damage. And now I need you to make me a strength check of a D uh, strength saving throw of a DC 16. That is a 26. As this thing is wailing on you with its web claws, you see that as it's making contact, it's trying to grab onto you and it's trying to climb on you. But it's unsuccessful as it's like dancing around you, slashing, and then it's going to bite with a 21 to hit, dealing 10 points of uh, piercing damage and an additional 21 points of necrotic damage. Uh, Drill finally looks at him and goes, oh man, Menace, I'm feeling alive. <laughs> it's been a while since something's actually kicked my ass this thing is moving rather quick for how linky it looks on initiative 10 you see the giant um <laughs> you see sully come over and goes sorrow swore bang and a giant club comes down Ooh, just barely misses the sorrow sworn as the tree trunk lands behind him as he's just too scrappy uh while he's trying to eat you drell or attack at you sully he's literally biting my neck how did you miss that while sully is attacking you look back at berthy and berthy is hiding behind the cart and he goes this is why i have him this is why i have Sully. this is why i have Sully. this is why i have Sully. and we're gonna move to initiative seven armos we are going to cast hex as a bonus action and then eldritch plastic twice uh first one is a 25 to hit and the second one is an 18 to hit. Those both hit. Sweet. 
as the Eldritch Blast swerve around Drell. 27 damage total. As these two Eldritch Blasts come from around Drell and Menace, hitting you directly in the chest. I, I kind of like where I'm sitting. I'm going to just hang out. I'm going to keep my distance from it. Drell, at the top of the round, what are you doing? I'm going to look at Menace. I'm going to say, let's go have some fun. And I'm going to then whisper marmalade to my axe. And then I'm just going to walk right back up to it. And then actually I'm going to do a six somersault. And then I'm going to try to hit him with an uppercut with my axe. Because Drell is all about killing beasts, but he's trying to do it with style. Uh, and that is a 23 to hit. That's going to hit. So that's seven normal damage plus three frost damage. Uh, I'm going to go in for my second attack. Uh, that is a dirty 20 to hit. Ooh, uh, that's five normal damage with a four frost damage. And then I'm going to, you guessed it, action surge. And I'm going to attack recklessly this time. It's a 19 to hit on the first one. A seven normal damage plus three frost damage. And my fourth and final attack is a 22 to hit with seven, reg uh, seven regular damage and five frost damage. Drell, you start wailing on this thing. Boom, as your axe is coated in ice and the ice is breaking off and shards are getting stuck inside his tight skin. That sounded really weird. As you start slashing and wailing at this thing, every wound you're inflicting on this thing, it's like instantly healing over and you feel like you should be hitting harder. Your attack should be affecting this thing more, but it just keeps eating the attacks and keeps charging after you. We're going to move to initiative 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I want to show Drell up. So I'm like, ha fun's my middle name and watch where you're throwing those bolts, Armos. And I'm going to do a front handspring to a backflip and I want to try and backflip over this thing behind it. Yeah, go ahead and make me an acrobatic check as you try to backflip over him. <laughs> That's a nat 20. <laughs> Fuck, he's doing it so cool. <laughs> and then I'm going to do the same amount of attacks trying to hit this thing from behind. Do I get advantage from behind or no? You do. Oh, awesome. That's a nat 20 to hit. That's a 23 to hit and a 22 to hit. All three of those will hit. That first attack is going to get double the dice. Gotta love that, you know? Gotta love that. So I do I do all those flippy flips and get behind it and do uh, 13, 12, 25, plus nine, 34 damage. And then, I mean, it's marked and I, the SIDS and my marked uh my mark does another five damage i'm guessing of nothing as sids and the mark damage go off it looks like it doesn't affect it but your silver weapons are tearing this thing up and the wounds inflicted by the silver uh -huh. weapons are not healing see that's how you have fun drill <laughs> we're gonna move to initiative 10 as the sorrows were now feeling the burning pain of your silver weapons turns around and lunges at you menace oh god <laughs> <laughs> First, with a bite, with a 27 to hit, Alan. seven points of piercing damage and an additional 17 points of necrotic damage. He is then going to slap and slash at you with his webbed claws. With a 24 to hit, dealing 13 points of slashing damage. And I need you to make me, I need you to make me a strength saving throw of a DC 16. I got a 16. <laughs> nah. 
so as this thing is like slashing at you with its web claws it's also trying to grab onto you as it's like munching down on you it's like as you're slashing with your swords it gets like a nice bite right on your shoulder ow, as ow, it's trying ow, to hold ow, on to ow, you ow, so ow. as the thing is biting on menace's neck and menace can kind of like see me for a second i lower my glasses and i look at him and i say sentinel attack and I'm going to use my reaction, which is when a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against another yes. target other than you, you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against the attacking creature. Yes! I had so no I idea get another. you took this. Yeah, That's awesome. It was my most recent um, wow. feat that I took. Yeah. That's why I want to know if you were next to me yeah. or not. Um, Oh, it's not as cool. Fuck, it's only an 11, so I'm pretty oh, sure it misses. That is going to Luck miss. point. Luck point. <gasps> yes. Yeah, I have to do it. 22 <laughs> to hit. 22. Hey. There we go. Yeah. Um, so that is 17 damage total. You hit him with this nasty sentinel attack as he's shifted its focus to menace, and you take the opportunity to take advantage of it. As you start slashing at his back, capitalizing on menace's silver wound marks. While staying on initiative 10, Sully's gonna go, and Sully goes, Sorrow Tank! And he's going to try to grapple the Sorrow Sworn. Sully takes advantage of the situation while you guys are just like wailing on it. He picks it up with both hands and he goes, Sully, throw! Launches the Sorrow Sworn over the cracked hills of this valley and chucks some perfect arcs. And you see this thing go, in the distance a few moments pass out of view Sully, we were clearly in the middle of something like what are you doing oh there goes I was, our fun i was having some fun yeah what the fuck Sully? Sully, <laughs> good no Sully, bad next time whale with tree I mean, Sully. well you gotta admit it was a great throw huh i mean yeah true, true i mean that was true. pretty i don't think i could throw him that far can you draw i don't know i mean i probably could have but i gotta <laughs> had to warm up first yep Back in my day, I could throw it, throw it over that mountain exactly. over there. <laughs> Swear to God, I could. Berthy goes, ah, good job, Berthy. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> yeah, good job, Berthy, for doing nothing. Yeah. So fine. <laughs> Berthy gets up from behind the cart. He reveals himself from hiding. goes, good job, Sully. That's that's what I have you around. You're great. You're a great bodyguard. Thank you. See, what would you guys do without him? It's really those pesky sours for him. Uh, we would have killed it. I think we would have killed it. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like the guy was giving you a run for your money. Where were you? Where were you during that fight? What are you by the way, I was back there. I was getting some stuff. There. Anyway, moving on. See, Berthy starts going down the road with his hand car with Sully. He goes, Sully goes. Did I do good, boss? You did the best, Sully. You were the, you were the star of the show. As the two of them continue talking. Down the road. Well, I don't like Berthy that much anymore. I'm, I've not liked either of these people for like the longest time. I still like Sully a lot, even though he threw that. Okay. All right. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> He's not in my bestest friend column. He's just in the best friend column. All right. Shing, shing. Time to move on. So the three of you reluctantly sheath your weapons, unsatisfied, <laughs> as Sully threw the Sorrow Sworn away, and you travel down the path, and somehow manage to stick to the path this whole time. The path takes you up a steep hill. Is there anything you guys would like to do as you are walking up this steep hill? Yeah, I need to take another long rest. <laughs> <laughs> the path takes you up this steep hill, 
and before you appearing into sight is a shadowy city behind tall thick reinforced walls tall guard towers the buildings somehow look twisted in design but look strong enough and well built as you gaze upon the city you see the road leads right to its front gates there is a small line of cloaked figures walking into the city through its guarded gates and when you look at the front gate you see a banner being flown over the main gate the symbol of the red dawn mm. oh god that is where we're gonna end today's session mm. i knew it i knew sully was part of the red dawn <laughs> newest recruit man yeah what a what an interesting episode we learned a lot which mm-hmm. i mean what well, we learned tons which is going to be a lot of fun to talk about Mm -hmm. we got a little bit of action even though you know menace and i you know i mean Armus was doing what does right but menace and i were in there in 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 the trenches almost does what almost do you know if it ain't broke don't fix it right lucky i don't do it to you and sometimes i do (laughs) anytime almost doesn't hit drill with it he uh he sees it as a win so (laughs) that's good good stuff good episode can't wait for the app Ooh, show. yeah i'm really glad you got to meet oh, yeah. Mad- madame fazel madame <laughs> that, was fun. <laughs> that was really cool i didn't yeah, know stuff what like to that's always cool expect going into that i was like this is a trap but a few things to say about all that stuff i'm writing down right now what i need to talk about in the after show do what it. about a, what about a little sneak peek miss a sneak peek mm-hmm. well there was something uh I was going to do at the tent. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk Ask about. Ask for oil. You know. <laughs> okay. Things I. The one I thing was, Drell wanted. wanted no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> there, were things, uh, there was things I was thinking about. There, When I thought. When I was trying to think of something uh, about. Scratch that. When. <laughs> when we were long resting. I had something that I wanted to do. And I'm not sure if it comes through in the podcast. But I couldn't remember what I wanted to do. I remembered as soon as we got to the fight i'm gonna mm. talk about that on the after show there are cool things i forgot to do when we long rested nice so there's mm. uh mistakes things that could have happened all, all all kinds of things will be revealed in the after show cool nice i know what is it we wanted to see what else has been going on what are you guys binging you guys got any other topics yo, i got some to yo well all of us have been binging or at least definitely jared and i at the time of this was being recorded, so mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, yo, dark and darker, my man, oh, yeah. the game is golden. It's so good. Even the raw state of its alpha testing is like the perfect so fix fun. for me. It's so good. I cannot wait for this game to freaking come out. It was like leaks that it might come out in April. Not confirmed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But man, dark and darker. Woo. When I'm not playing d and I'm playing D&D. Yeah, D&D and yeah. Tarkov so much fun yeah Maybe. i'm not gonna lie i've been meaning to play um you should, i've just been man yeah i've just been so busy with magic the gathering i just that's all i've been really playing anything else that you've been no the um like i guess yeah time of recording the new season for magic just got dropped today so i've you know after we get off this i'm about to go crank some a few more hours in it and then you know call it a night nice if you get new. Yeah. Any new decks let me know you should try a fire uh or mountain uh burn deck 
Uh, you just cast damage spells the entire time, and you have few creatures. Uh, but if you do, they do something with spells, which is really fun. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I am also taking uh, deck advice or deck suggestions in the uh, Discord and on Twitter. So if you guys play Magic, um, let me know. Also, troll decks on... Uh, I have heard those are fun. Oh my god, they're, no. ins- they're insane. Alright, boys. I think that's it. Sure is. All right. Thanks for chilling. Thanks for hanging out. Later. Bye. And now it's time for the Patreon shoutouts. First up, we got the Blood Shard Bandits here. And our first Blood Shard Bandit is Ulrich Shieldust. Ulrich's quest for his missing blacksmith hammer has led him to dark and strange places. He is currently investigating a lead given to him by somebody that goes by the name of Jack Informant. Wait, Ulrich now realizes he may have goofed and now just might be lost. If you see his golden blacksmith hammer, please handle it with care and do not under any circumstances try to use it. Next up, we have Alara Dawnstar. Alara's ears are ringing as she feels her name was recently mentioned in a shadowy land far off. In tune with her inner self, she knows something is amiss or afoot, perhaps. Back at Scoraeus' temple, she resumes her training and guards the blue gem with her very life. When suddenly, there is a knock at the door. Next, we have the infamous Julius Kendrick. Julius Kendrick is up to no good as he travels through the land of shadows. His evil cunning and smart wit, Julius is sure to cook up a plan to get revenge on our heroes. Or should we say, Revenger? <laughs> Next up is our newest member of the Bloodshard Bandits here, Reigns. Reigns is newly promoted in the world of meteorology, bringing a whole new meaning to the name of meteorologist. In recent events, Reigns was forecasting weather storms, and while forecasting, a large meteor-like object was falling from the sky. Who could have been behind such a meteor? No one knows, but luckily, Reigns was there to save the day. Now we're going to move on to the Sigic College alumni here. First up, we have Artemis. Artemis has been hearing strange noises in the Alchemy dorm house at the Sigi College. As head of security, he has taken personal interest to the cause of all the ruckus. Destroyed closets and mysterious roughhousing will not go unpunished. Next up is Robert Crisp, an artificer with determination and big plans. But recently, while working on some new tech, there was a slight malfunction, causing the rocket-powered orb of transportation to fly off into the distance in a fiery blaze. But fear not, he's confident that it won't hurt anybody. Lastly for the Sigil College alumni is Ralamus. Ralamus is one of our newer gnomish members of the Sigil College alumni, rocking his way through South Trillis. Ralamus is the lead singer to the band named Beholder. Very fitting, because when they start a show, it's all eyes on him. And when Ralamus takes the stage, don't let his small size fool you, because this barbarian is sure to make any party into a rager. Now we're going to move on to Humbrea's heroes. First up is Alex Dredd. Alex has returned home with a fresh bounty. Dead, of course. But Alex Dredd does what Alex Dredd do. Shoot first, ask questions never. Next is Man with Glass, and we have an update with his court case with Man with Stone. It seems during a very physical witness testimony cross-examination process, they have finally moved to closing arguments. And during closing arguments, Man with Glass shattered the proverbial mirror and brought the jury to tears. We await for jury deliberation. 
Lastly, we have Sergio Rodriguez, a vagabond, wayward, traveler of the solstice who wanders the land of Humbrea. But what does he seek? Perhaps a fight or simply a place to hang his hat? And that's it for this week's shoutouts. If you would like to be added, go on over to our Patreon found in the link down below. And until next time, everybody, have a good one.